0: Welcome to Track Listing, a podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick.
1: I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. And today we have a very special guest. Oh. Uh, you know, may know him from Just for Laughs, uh, doing stand-up, or on his uh, podcast Mango Bay with uh, Pranav Bahari. Give it up for Usama Siddiqui, everybody. Oh. Hey. Okay.
2: Some credits there, Shit, man. Dude, you, you almost <laughs> forgot half of them. That was good. You say I'm on the streets mostly. <laughs>
1: uh, and uh, Usama brought a uh, soundtrack with him today. I did. He picked one. I did.
3: Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Hey, Scott this Pilgrim. Is the world. Uh, this is a movie I like quite a bit I, I never owned the soundtrack did you have the soundtrack
2: I didn't have the soundtrack I, I don't really own soundtracks it was more like a, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. a dagger to the sorry, heart right bro. There. sorry bro I'm one of <laughs> those disgusting lime wirers rough you know, start but, yeah I'm, I don't respect artists uh, integrity and shit you know uh, my, my brother used to like download everything so yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in that culture and so like Uh, Back in those days, it was just like, you know, whatever I can get it. My friend had like some crazy, uh, you know, he was one of those like crazy computer guys who just had everything, every pop culture element on his computer so he had it on. He had it on his uh okay, on his okay. drive, and you know, was. he his,
1: like a Whereas guy? Like uh,
2: he he was like, like forums and stuff. No, no, he was like a torrent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah He yeah, invented yeah. torrents or something. You know, he's <laughs> like he's, smart guy. Yeah, he he was born at the Pirate Bay. You know what I'm saying? He was <laughs> yeah. fucking. That's where he was born. He was fucking crazy. So I, that, I he gave me the soundtrack, and I kind of like just fucking like played it to. <laughs> <sighs> all
3: right. Well, this is a Edgar Wright movie. He's famous for kind of meticulously crafted soundtracks as well as films. Uh. So Nick, let's get into the first track.
0: This is Sex Babam with We Are Sex Babam. It's Sex Babam, dude. We <laughs> are Sex Babam.
3: <ba-bomb!
0: laughs> That's some scratchy bass there. Yeah, <laughs> that's playing. Michael Cera on bass. <laughs> Oof. There you go. Uh, he knows how to That's rock and roll right there. So
3: Beck wrote all of the Sex
2: bob songs. songs, yeah. I believe.
3: That's what I found out researching yeah. this. I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know that? I
2: had no idea. Uh, they have some bonus tracks where he just does his version yeah. of it. Yeah. So you can listen to Beck being like, okay, this is how I'd actually do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michael Cera <laughs> okay, fucking Michael, it up. Michael, chill <laughs> the fuck out. Well, <laughs> it's,
3: even in the story, it's supposed to be a band that's good but not great. It's just kind of like a competent <laughs> yeah. garage band so like but when you're making a movie the music has to be like kind of good and yeah. so I think Beck kind of nailed it actually
2: Beck's always been like am I bad? nah <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you know like yeah, he, he doesn't he have like nine different styles of music per album like the guy doesn't give a yeah. damn right he just yeah. he never really he found his style. Yeah, he, yeah he's just he's still finding his voice at 55 which is like kind of cool but also weird in a way like you have no idea who you are yet. You know? right. I remember, Scientology didn't help me figure that out. <laughs> yeah. well, that, I think he was born into Scientology. but uh, yeah, yeah, right. I remember
3: when the first album, was it Mellow Gold, the one with Loser, came out. and It was like a one-hit wonder uh, alternative like radio format hit. And it was kind of one of those things where he was just in a sea of all these people that had like 90s hits. I mean, Radiohead was kind of the same way with Creep at the beginning. And it's just funny that he was the one who turned out to have this like
2: really long, pretty good career. There's I mean, a lot he, of, he's fucking awesome. There's a lot of Beck albums I really like. "Odile" is the one I I like. Yeah, that's the one I like. My brother played it as well, and he's like always played "Odile," so yeah, I always just listen to. It. It's he like stole a- that one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apologies
3: to Beck. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I-
2: Lives, like, I already feel like no, no, no. you don't love orcs <laughs>
3: no we have, I, have... I love
0: it P2P networks man it's
3: <laughs> the only reason I ever paid money for music is because I'm too old to have stolen it when I was a teenager <laughs> <laughs> yeah Caleb grew up in the day where he had to go to the record yeah. store yeah, yeah. what <laughs>
2: sing into a can that's how I used to do that's it so <laughs> you're one of those white dudes who has like good skin tone because you actually felt the sun before you know because oh, yeah. you've been outside that's true. <laughs> most people look like Chris's shirt? I think. Just, just <laughs> wearing a yellow shirt, by the way. <laughs> kind of like a bright, radioactive yellow.
0: That is a uh, bright shirt. Sorry, that was a <laughs> I just looked over. Uh, this is Sorry, I can't see the track on here. This is great, great audio content.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, this is track two. This is Plum Tree with Scott Pilgrim. tree,
3: huh? Yeah, it was like a, I think it's a Canadian group, but it's mm-hmm. also, so <laughs> Chris has given me the look like you're, you want to say what I'm going to say. No, please say He's got say the fact it. ready. Please say it, yeah. So no. this is, uh, the uh, Scott Pilgrim is based on a comic book or a graphic novel, mm-hmm. and the graphic novel, the name of the main character was from this song. That's right. It's so, what inspired
1: the, the original yeah. graphic novel by Brian Lee O'Malley. So if, you, if you can <laughs> if you can't
3: uh, get the clearance for the song <laughs> it's spurned the, like the, the whole impetus for the character then you're in trouble. So it's good to, it's good that the song's on the soundtrack. I like it I like yeah. the song quite a bit.
2: It's and, very chill I mean the reason I like the soundtrack so much for some reason it's like because I was uh, very much like only a gamer kind of kid nice. and I'd always listen to gamer soundtracks that's all I just Mega Man just all in my ears all day and this movie was about games and had game culture in it so it was like yeah. this weird transition where I found rock. And it was, these are kind of some of the first rock songs I ever listened to. Because I was before that, I was doing 8-bit chiptune and just listening to like <laughs> crazy Mega Man remixes and like, you know, Ocarina of Time soundtrack over and over again. So I was just crazy into that shit. And when I heard these kind of songs that were in this game movie, it kind of like, and this was the first song that I was like, oh shit, this is like really fun. This kind of keeps moving. and the like, gateway. It's it, 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 it. a gateway drug to uh, fucking rock. All the kind of rock. Nice. nice. I, mean, I was a big Mega Man guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
3: the music was, it was some of the best. It's Mega so Man insane. and Double Dragon. That was my jam. Double Dragon
2: all day. I mean, but you realize also these composers, they had to like learn coding to even compose. Yeah. Because they were just artists, but like the way they input the, because like the G wasn't just a G. You had to be like zero one one 0, 1, one zero one 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 zero one enter, enter, up, up, down, down. And then. The G would happen there, to... so it's like
0: it's part of the genius yeah. of uh, Koji Kondo. Yeah, oh, yeah
1: man. Yeah. And
2: if you listen yeah. to some old like
1: NES games, they could only play like three notes at one time, so that's why the music would stop yeah. when you would like get an item or whatever. Like yeah. when you got a coin in Mario, yeah. like the music cut out <laughs> underneath.
2: But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I mean thinking like dude, I was thinking about it, I was like, why did all of us play video games growing up? It's kind of like if, if it was all Japanese makers. They could have made it super Japanese. They could have made it as Japanese and, and inaccessible as possible. The Japanese people love doing that. Yeah. But these guys were like, no, we're going to fucking do a waltz for an underwater theme. Yeah, I mean, That's not... That's like a very like worldly Japanese dude, and kind of why we all kind of it, it, Western culture just lapped it up so quick. Yeah. they made it really relatable yeah. with the the plumbers and the turtles. And <laughs> yeah. Blue
3: collar work. Like, like, they're, they're all Italian yeah. over there. Because right? the first iteration,
2: you first iteration, really relate to. It. What's the, first, the
0: comment on that?
2: the first iteration of Mario? He was a Wall Street banker. So this is nice that they made him more.
0: You know. <laughs> Let's take a listen to track three. This is Frank Black with "I Heard Ramona Sing."
3: vibe there yeah well you know uh, frank black right yeah also known as black francis uh lead singer of the pixies <laughs> of the, of the, the pixies, pixies
1: uh, and he went, also did uh frank black and the catholics for a little bit after the pixies
3: yeah and his name's not i don't know i can't remember his actual name but it's not frank black or black francis Nah. I think those not. are a couple of good pseudonyms yeah. i like when you have a name that you can scale down for different projects that it's like
1: just call me Black.
3: <laughs> just, call me, just call me
1: Frank.
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> call me Black. You can call me F now. <laughs>
3: I'm. F- that's who I am. I'm f- so that's a pretty good. Song. I think that's original for the soundtrack. It's yeah. about one of the characters.
4: Yeah, Ramona. I, Ramona
0: so who is Ramona? I haven't seen the movie.
3: Uh, she's the female lead, right? Um, main, the main girl, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she's a badass. I like her a lot. Yeah, yeah. she's great. She's. Uh, we talked about manic pixie dream girls uh, uh, a couple episodes ago. And uh, she's kind of version two of it. You know. Yeah.
2: She's like Aubrey Plaza, who's fun to hang out with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Aubrey Plaza, yeah, yeah. Like, you, we get your thing, Aubrey, but you're fucking kind of lame. If she was fun to hang out yes. with. Yes. Aubrey Plaza but... is also in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah she is. And she sucks. She is. <laughs> <So> <laughs> she's I, just mean. <laughs> and she's fucking sucks.
3: Before I forget about it, like we have to talk about superheroes. Because this is based on a comic book property, but it's also a movie that has uh, Captain America... Who is also the Human Torch, mm-hmm. has Superman, it has Captain Marvel, it has the Punisher, and I think uh, the guy that played Superman also played the Atom in a TV show. Yeah. yeah. They really
2: phoned it in on this. So Dude, like, I, I listened to the podcast, I wanted to see this in real life. You know? like see it happen before my eyes. The magic just like, of Caleb's brain. Yeah. <laughs> how, how does it feel to be a worse version of the internet? You know what I'm saying? It's,
3: it's a very comfortable existence. Uh, But, yeah, I I mean, I think some of that is intentional, especially uh, Thomas Jane just, like, pops in for one scene. Yeah, yeah, he's the,
1: uh, like, vegan police. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, That was
2: was such a funny scene, dude.
3: Dude, Edgar Wright is so great at, like, dense casting and writing. It's just, like, it's a movie, you know, whether you like it or not, it's, like, so rewatchable. Oh, my gosh. There's just, like, weird references and nooks and crannies and, like, hidden numbers through the whole thing.
1: I mean, this movie came out in 2010, and it, that was, you know, the senior year of college for me, and I loved it when I saw it in the theaters. And I rewatched it a couple days ago, and I loved it. I was I was ecstatic. I was like, I'm not going to have anything to say. I was like, this is great. Yeah, this <laughs> is really fantastic.
2: You, you know how you are with like just movies and pop culture? I'm like that with Chris Darden's old comedy bits, right? Oh, so, the old so, material. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I was actually a huge Chris fan when I first started, I started comedy. And he was already like a year in. I was like, "Yo, that's the fucking dude. He's never going to ah. quit comedy to do improv. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's why she kept me going for the first years. Um, Ooh, that's but, a Freudian slip to but, uh, comedy, uh, co- quit comedy to uh, do improv. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not what I said. No slip. No slip. No, I agree. Mean, um, but no, so when I rewatched the movie, there, the, uh, the vegan police reminded me of this one joke you did, I think maybe once at a mic, bro. It's like, Vegans, it's tough for vegans because they don't got like a fucking badass vegan. He's like, yeah, I'll I'll fucking eat some fucking kale, bitch. (laughs) And. You did that joke maybe before I even saw the movie. So it was like, uh, in my mind, they stole your joke.
1: Oh, yeah, you know probably. So. Yeah, I bet. No.
2: <laughs> I, I have no recollection of that See, joke. I'll, you know, I'll always do this. I'll tell Chris oh, a joke you did, awesome, and he man. will fucking not remember it. And it makes me feel like a fucking loser. No, no. no. <laughs> Why Wait. do I know you're bitch? <laughs> dude, I, I
1: need to, I need to, I'm, I'm going to start doing stand-up again. I'm be like, hey, so what are you what are you yeah, re- what Do what you about? remember my yeah.
2: <laughs> How'd it go? Yeah. I'll fucking eat some fucking kill, dude. Yeah, dude. your ass. And, yeah, who do you look up to if you're vegan? You're like,
1: mm.
3: But the, those guys are the
2: badass vegans. It's kind of a, like a very cool thing. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for a long time it's just been Morrissey, right? <laughs> it's been <Morrissey> and <laughs> and it's, like, it's, it's fine. Uh, I don't know. Yeah.
4: Uh,
0: All right, what do we got? This is track four. This is Beechwood Sparks with By Your Side. You
4: think
1: I'd leave your side, baby?
3: our first cover of the soundtrack oh, uh, sorry so i fell asleep for a second everybody can take it drink. Right <laughs> uh, sleep covers yeah. <laughs> i like that it's i mean it's a great uh sade song from the 90s like later sade but i kind of like it as a alternative country like a little bit of a whiny country jam oh, yeah. canadian canadian twee
2: country this is my least favorite song on the album. Oh, really? I don't know why. I, I never enjoyed it. I always skip this one. Uh, I, for me, the, the the best stuff actually comes late, like, after this. The, the, every song after this I like. Uh, but for some reason, I don't know, I, I never liked that slow country. I didn't grow up with it. Maybe I'm, I'm too energetic and hypist to enjoy... That sometimes I don't know. If you
3: if you came to rock and roll through video game music, then I could see how that song would be a little yeah. alienating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So that, I don't know it's, it's, like, it's like Bolivian to me. You know? what
2: just, is that music? Who is who says that's music?
1: And that's during uh, I think you know one of the love scenes between Ramona and Scott Pilgrim, uh, if I'm if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it a couple times. Uh, okay. You know. Watched it twice uh, in a row. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's take a listen to track uh, five. Yeah. This is Black Lives with Oh Katrina. It's O-Katrina with an exclamation point, exclamation point making its first appearance on the track list. <laughs>
3: that can't be true. Uh, the Black Lips, that was kind of um, part of the rock revival that I feel like the Strokes and the White Stripes kind of kicked off. Uh, I liked Black Lips a lot. They were kind of like part of the scumbaggy end of that. Were they the Georgia band? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. They were a Southern band. I remember my girlfriend went and saw them a few years ago and she was like, uh, Lindsay Lohan was at the show. And I was like, ooh.
2: That's the uh, review of the show. So, yeah, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, this this band's over, man. Yeah. Uh, you know you are <laughs> at a dodge. You gotta get out of there. Yeah, uh, not sure. safe. Yeah, Fuck. everyone's offended. She has ears. It's like, oh, no, come on, Lindsay has ears. Yeah, she listens to that. Fuck. Stro- strokes is actually the, one that the first band I got into after the soundtrack. So like, after this, I kind of ventured out and I found uh, I found The Fray, I found uh, Blue October, and I found the Strokes. Okay. And the Strokes stay with me. So yeah, I, I still yeah. play. Is this it? And fucking. Uh, I remember Blue October. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> the night I think when I felt overboard. That's throwback. <laughs> yeah, when the guy had like just amazing amounts of eye makeup and it was, yeah. just <laughs> just, I was just fucking singing, just like a raccoon yeah. on stage. Yeah, this sounds, <laughs> sounds pretty emo. Yeah, yeah. Not really my scene. <laughs>
3: uh, no, Strokes are great. I like Black Lips. That was like actually probably one of my favorite Black Lips songs. So it's nice to hear it on the soundtrack.
1: I feel like, uh, to their own detriment, their name kind of blended in with, like, nine other bands that came yeah, out at yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, the Black Keys and, like... Black Keys. Uh, I don't know. The Black Crows and anyone else. Black Just, Crows were weird. Really it was, early, it was but... the time of the color
3: bands. Black Betty, Bambalam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the White Stripes, the... Right. <laughs> the White Town. <laughs> the, the Black Checkers. <laughs> weird, really. The White Stripes. Yeah. Oh, God. Black Kids? Remember?
2: Black... Oh, Black, Black kids. kids. What happened yeah. to them? We... Uh, y'all played Whoa, a show yeah. with the Black yeah. Kids. What? Oh. Dude. I those two <laughs> singles that was yeah. it one not uh, gonna the, teach the, your boyfriend uh, how to two. dance uh, that song i must have played a billion times oh, i love yeah. the black kids they're so oh, cool yeah. what happened to
0: them uh they recorded an album recently that they uh put out a couple of years ago toured it around and i don't know i think they're still kicking around oh, yeah, yeah. so are they baseball. all in
3: brooklyn or owen's still in brooklyn
0: right? i think the bass player is still in new york and i think the band is also split between here and florida okay like
2: that okay the yeah. epicenter of the musical. Yeah, it's <laughs> crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah small world, yeah. man. I love it. I love yeah. it, dude. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking god, dude. What? Yeah. Who, Who is this guy? By the way, check
1: out Teen Commandments, listeners. If you guys don't sure, I already man. know, yeah,
3: we yeah. probably should thank Teen Commandments for the theme song
1: Top
2: and bottom of the episode.
1: Yeah, we've never mentioned them one time. <laughs> what is that
2: song? I don't know. What a fun YouTube standard that we found out yeah. of nowhere. This is from the public domain Public song domain. It, it was a, uh, doing aquariums before. Yeah. This is freemusic.com. Yeah. Would never buy.net ever.com. <laughs> Let's take
0: a listen to track six. This is Crash and the Boys with I'm So Sad, So Very, Very Sad.
1: This song is called I Am Sad, So Very, Very Sad. I I love love we hate you, please die.
0: And there we go. Yeah. A nice little shorty there. Yeah. It was a great part of the movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> so During funny. the Battle of the Bands, yeah, and was Crash great.
3: and the boys. Um, Like I think all of the songs for this fake band were written by a couple of guys from Broken Social Scene. Yeah. Kevin Drew and one of the other... It's another like big Canadian indie supergroup type mess.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize Broken Social Scene was a uh, supergroup.
3: Well, I, I don't know if it's a supergroup, but there was like and maybe I'm wrong about some of this, but it was like uh, Broken Social Scene and New Pornographers. There were like big bands with a lot of people that were also in other bands. So it's not really super group, but they were all, there's all these like records that are kind of like the same amount. Of uh, fame from different groups. What's the definition
2: of a supergroup? I don't even know.
3: Usually a supergroup is when a band comes together of a bunch of people from well-known bands already. Oh. Like Traveling Wilburys was okay, uh, okay. George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison.
1: Uh, Damn Yankees was uh, Ted Nugent and uh, people, <laughs> I can't
3: remember. One of the country's greatest supergroups. Uh, the Wiggles. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Never forget Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog. <laughs> the, the grunge supergroup.
1: Yeah. Audio Slave another one uh chris cornell and uh rage against the machine velvet people Re- tom Re- Morello velvet, <laughs> velvet, velvet revolver would Don't you forget.
2: guys call hip like a like would hip-hop have that supergroup title ever like d12 would that be would uh, does supergroup not work for rap
3: rap it's it's uh, collaboration's like way more common but um like detail, it, it would, d12 maybe
1: makes it no right? because it
3: has to be um like uh, from did, established bands? Yeah, like Estab- Run the Jewels or something like that. It's uh, a little more like it where yeah, it's people gotcha. you know from other things coming together. Like Wu-Tang is a super group because that's how you learned about all those MCs. I yeah, went to an RTJ
2: concert, I think, fucking a couple months ago. Probably One of the best concerts I've ever been to. Oh, I mean, their energy is like fucking fire. It's Killer Mike. Truly killer. killer. He's great. Amazing. I saw. Uh, I remember seeing
3: LP mm. perform in like a small Portland club to like maybe 40 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dizzy Rascal was opening for him. Oh, Maybe yeah. I've told this story before. <laughs> As he should. But the next time I saw Dizzy Rascal, he was playing, the, like, it was the opening ceremony for the London Olympics in front of, like, billions of people. <laughs> oh, God. I, I feel
2: like I want to know this. What, what's the best live show
3: you ever saw in your life? Um, I went to one of the LCD, like, going away shows
2: that I thought was really, <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before, <laughs> right before they broke up forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then did, did that, like, know. Vegas-style residency. Those guys, I heard, loved hanging out with comics. They would, like... Like, oh, yeah, the whole yeah. band, you know, would always just like hang out with like comedians because they, you know, they like being funny or whatever.
1: Tim and Eric are like yeah. his best friends, yeah, or something oh, like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I think we have another really short song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is
0: this looks like a full song. Crash and the boys are back on track seven here with uh, We Hate You, Please Die.
1: <laughs> I can feel you, I can feel you, I can hear you. Cause love don't stink
0: Love don't stink Love don't stink Like the concertines And I hear my kind In a coma freeze I hear my kind In a coma freeze Lonely Lonely Yeah, Garage Rock Ah, oh, love
1: that shit Love it That's when love. your
0: mom Starts bumping the light On and off Oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so great. Guys, we said no practice after 11. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Some of that music kind of reminds me of um, that band, uh, Death From Above, 1979.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I yeah. was really so into that. That, that
0: chunky bass and
3: that was, uh, punk, punk drums. a little the era where there was a lot of two-piece bands after, like, yeah. so it was like you have a bass player and a drummer, and that's it.
2: So, yeah, they were great. Oh, yeah. so fucking cool. Death
3: From Above,
1: uh, I guess they split into Mastercraft afterwards one of the guys from uh, death from above yeah jfk i think is what he went by
3: yeah uh, no vowels right
1: yeah I know, tried to, just to make everyone confused, just, I, I was calling it Mr.
2: Craft for <laughs> two years. <laughs> That's better. That's my father. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Craft. Call, call me Craft. <laughs> me Craft. Um, I tried to sneak into a Mastercraft concert. It was at South by Southwest before it got corporatized, or whatever. Yeah, this is like five, six, maybe even seven years ago. Yeah, and uh, I remember it was like in Austin, deep Austin. And I tried to like jump the fence, and I got into it, and I ran up the stairs, ran down the stairs. I jumped another fence, got into the main area. Mastercraft was playing some crazy, crazy mix. And I got in, got to the front. I kind of wiggled my way to the front and I'm there. And then two minutes later, I get like my collar gets like pulled. Oh, so they found me Jeez. and it threw me yeah. out. And, and I, I just get thrown out. And then that Skrillix is right there fucking being weird. I am like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you fucking weird, dude. Like, but, I don't uh, like violence. And, uh, he, he, he's that dude. He has right? his laptop out at the yeah. concert. He's, working yeah. right. on music. he's that guy who at the end of the class, he's like, didn't we have any homework? It's yeah. like, fuck you, Skrillex <laughs> um, But yeah, that, that oh, was man. it was a crazy because I remember for that five minutes, it was insane because it was like, oh, I shouldn't be here. And it was like, and he was just like fucking in it. That's he was like rush, in like a peak of a set or something, and it was like, it's the craziest thing, but they, they found me. <laughs> oh, <God. No>. <laughs> Would've <laughs> been awesome. Would've <laughs> been awesome, but, uh, you yeah, know, they found me. <laughs> oh, <geez.
4: laughs> yeah. they what's,
0: uh, what's next? This is Track 8. This is uh, Sex Bomb again with the Garbage Truck. Do I hear Michael Sarah on that? Is that Michael Sarah?
3: No, I think he's only playing... That's like one of the hilarious things about the movie is that the hero... Is not even the lead singer of his own garage rock band. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, story player. of our lives, man. Not only is he a bass player, he gets replaced at the end of the movie, right? <laughs> he gets kicked out of the band or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what happens, man. I can't remember the name of the actor who's the lead singer, but he was in a movie called Green Room, yeah. which was amazing. Love Green Room, dude. One that my, motherfucking movie was that amazing. It's great, but he's one of the skinheads.
2: I. Is he, like, the good
3: skin head I can't remember. I can't remember. But, but he's definitely in the- I would.
2: I would say that Green Room took a lot of fucking nods from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot that? of over-the-top violence. Yeah. Over-the-top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just mu- dogs, music. Some, some good music. Yeah. They both had music <laughs> in oh, it. Oh, But that movie was unreal good. Yeah, Caleb uh, Caleb told me to watch that movie. Dude, it's It's I've uh, never seen anything like it. Is it A twenty four? The studio? Uh, probably. Because those guys are like fucking killing every movie they do right now. everything they do is amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) It's like fucking unreal.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Whenever like like, it's like A twenty four. Pretty. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. We're in for it, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be weird, man. <laughs> Buckle the fuck up. Yeah. We <laughs> are Shrooms the Studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
2: think the last one I saw was uh, It Comes at Night. Oh, dude. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Oh, yeah. oh, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. It's it's also they amazing. just made a new uh, show called Rami, which is like a really super personal uh, oh, show. Was it the Hulu show? Hulu show. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't know shows could be that personal. This guy, it's literally about Islam. I'm like, how'd that pass through? But it's like really, really good. And A24 was probably a big reason of that. How they got in, like you know, I got the authentic story out there. Yeah, and it, fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, I've heard great things about Rami. Yeah, yeah. Is that our <laughs> last six
3: bomb?
2: No, no, no. That's far. <laughs> it's from... like four
3: or five more. <laughs> <laughs> we bomb do bomb. have a little break here. Hey, this, a bomb a bomb is, uh, yeah, this
0: is this is T Rex with Teenage Dream. Oh,
3: there you go. Yeah. yeah.
0: funny little track,
3: dude i i love this track i love t-rex so much like mark bolin i feel in the states for whatever reason he never got the i guess because glam rock was like treat just treated as like eccentric rock music in the states or whatever but at the time i mean it was like bowie and mark bolin in england they were like the two like giants of the scene how
2: did they get that voice i always wondered that how did they get that that sort of sound Sounds like, maybe it's double tracked, is that what, so it it's it's got like, some weird
0: phasing or the chorus on it? Yeah, it's thing. almost like
2: it sounds like a synth, but it's not in a weird yeah. way. It's very, very interesting. It reminds me of um, with that like childish Gambino
0: uh um, vocal sound oh, yeah, in, yeah, Red, yeah. in Redbone, yeah, 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 it's kind of that
2: weird love it, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. But that I think it's off of like a later T Rex album where Bowie was probably already. I don't know if it's in the 80s, but Bowie is probably doing like three different genres of music late after glam rock. and This is
0: after he had like stopped eating. <laughs> yeah. <It's even> <laughs> subsisting <laughs> off of uh, milk and cocaine. Co-
1: milk and cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Only diet of glam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only <laughs> glam
2: for me, please. That's yeah.
1: when he just looked like a coat hanger, like a yeah. suit and a coat <laughs> hanger. Is like a... <laughs>
3: Golly.
2: He's like a Cassie every Tim Burton film. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, Nikki, what do we got? That's this is the exactly. Blue Tones with
0: Sleazy Bed Track
1: and you can
0: Sleazy.
3: Love it. <laughs> Love this shit. Blue tones. Yeah, I don't really know anything about this band, and I don't, I don't really oh, have shit. any strong opinions. Stop the podcast. I think shut I, it down. next shut the fuck. Track eleven end. in. I assume that they're a Canadian band just because, like, the movie takes place in Toronto. The it was kind of like a very. It's like one of the few, like, movies set in Canada that's like about Canada. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Um, So I think Edgar Wright made a point of like uh, putting together a lot of Canadian like indie rock
1: one of the big jokes about, like, Toronto and Vancouver is that it never plays itself in cities. Like, because Toronto uh, can yeah. kind of pass as, like, maybe New York. And right. so they're always like, New yeah, York, yeah. downtown. And it's, like, <laughs> iconic Toronto-like buildings. And same thing with Vancouver. So I, th- I think they, they joked about that within the movie itself.
3: But, oh, yeah, but because at one point they're filming... Uh, like, Chris Evans. Chris Evans is yeah. playing a movie star. Yeah, was that like was Bell great. Movie Fucking in
2: Toronto. great. Dude, I, I think Canadian weirdos is a trope that we don't know. But anytime I see it on screen, I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> because it's, it's very unique, right? It's not like, like, it's not an American trash. It's a Canadian, specifically Canadian trash. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> uh, where I grew up, it was actually yeah. so close to Canada that I
3: grew up with Canadian television and radio. So yeah. there's like a lot of confusing uh, music and TV shows that I bring up that nobody else knows about. That's hilarious. <laughs> but it was it's all mixed in. Yeah. It's like, yeah. There was like Mr. Rogers, but then there was like a Canadian Mr. Rogers. know knows <laughs> Canadian. And they're like.
2: Oh, Even what? nicer?
3: Even nicer than Mr. Rogers. <laughs> the- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Mr. Rogers is kind of an asshole. What? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I love Mr. Rogers, but sometimes I like like the other guy because it's a little less edgy. Yeah, like, <laughs> <it's> not like
1: <laughs> in your face, <laughs> Mr. Rogers for
2: Friday nights, you know. He's,
1: I couldn't deal with it. the puppets in Mr. Rogers. Those are always yeah, just a little too.
2: Even as a kid, I was like, this is yeah. the least fun program. Yeah, you know, I couldn't. I could never get into Mr. Rogers. They needed Rogers. to just switch them out a little more. I yeah. feel like they were really worn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, same <laughs> tropes. Yeah, like, this, this one guy never physically knows. Physically worn. Yeah. This, this one guy never knew the news like yeah, years later he's like bro fucking open a newspaper yeah. like, he never knew what's happening I tell you everything yeah, I tell you everything bro so clean yourself up you <laughs> can you say heroin bender it's, uh... let's take a listen to
0: track 11 this is Blood Red Shoes with It's Getting Boring by the Sea
4: awesome.
0: English band
2: yeah. I, love these. I love this I love the song it's good I think
1: um, this is one of the more iconic uh, songs of the soundtrack just like right. when I think of the Sky Pilgrim vs. the World soundtrack like that heavy bass right there and just kind of the, the chick rock on top oh, of dude. it Like I kind of dig it
2: yeah, M.I.A. vibes
3: heavy which part of the uh, of the movie is this in do you remember
1: the oh, fight no. scene. Oh, fight no. scene. Uh, Deep breath. Deep breath. I. I, just, I don't fight. It's I like a remember, ah, one remember. of the
2: girlfriends. One of the girlfriends was the uh, fucking um, fuck. I an, can't remember. And Veal when the yeah an, when he's fighting And Veal. Maybe one, one of the chicks. Yeah, I think or, it might or be. It might
1: be when Ramona is fighting And Veal. Yeah, the with the
2: with the tape, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 She's, oh, uh, uh, her uh, ex uh, from uh, Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah, one of the maybes. Yeah.
3: Uh, or no, not maybe uh, and, I don't know. and and veal yeah, and yeah didn't they actually recast that character on rest of development as a joke because the joke was that nobody would realize Who? It. her
1: yeah her. <laughs> egg? Egg? maybe in a later That's maybe funny. in
3: a later season but
1: uh... that last
2: season sucked. <laughs> oh I never never watched I
1: I that uh, like I, I just stopped in the during the uh, fourth season. I couldn't handle it. I don't know like, I didn't a, like it.
2: Yeah. It's uh, it has no heart to it. It's just pure jokes. So sometimes like, even like if you're doing pure jokes, having some sort of like emotional core like makes you feel like you're invested in something. Yeah. I think rest of development is just literally pure jokes. So it's hard to really care about the characters yeah. in any way, like real way.
1: Yeah. And Michael Cera was the holdout. Jeez Louise. Apparently
2: <laughs> to get it all. When I watched that show, I wasn't like, together. oh, Michael Sarah's the star. Yeah, that's the guy who's gonna keep his career exploding, right? Well, you got a feel Girl under the "where are they
1: now" category. <laughs> you yeah. got a feel for the guy because, like, I mean, he went through his like most awkward phase ever on that show, and like, of course, he's not gonna be like excited to jump back to it. Yeah. And then he was starring in movies like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, yeah. and like, I think he thought that would like Youth and Revolt. I think was an amazing dude, movie. and w- like, w- yeah, that he uh, Fred
0: it. Willard in that movie, yeah.
1: Michael but, but Sarah's rules. done fine
0: I think about yeah. like uh, He's doing
3: fine Like Haley Joel Osment Who goes away to, And then he comes back But he hasn't grown at all He's oh, just yeah. like a Giant child star <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Like, Poor guy yeah, He never grew <laughs> an inch yeah, but yeah. just grew so just <laughs> Horizontally Don't mourn for Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah no I know I think <laughs> Haley
0: Joel Osment Did some theater gigs Or something like he's that been, He's doing
3: a lot of
2: movies and mm-hmm. He's he, in uh, Silicon Valley I think Yeah for But it was funny He did leave And then he came back And it, like it looked like He just changed his aspect ratio like yeah. went from 4.3 to 16.9 it was like what the fuck is this it was bad it was a little bad. startling
3: if he was on a TV show we, we would have known we would have been used to the change that was happening maybe we wouldn't have been so freaked out
0: I played pool with him one time he was quite large he was in sweats he was just drenched
1: I <laughs> saw him. I saw him walking down the street in the East Village, um, and I noticed like the there was like a model woman he was with. that was you know drop dead gorgeous, and I noticed her first, and I was like, "Who is she with?" And then like yeah. you know his huge dude, giant beard, and his you know mullet haircut. And then I, I was like, "Oh, that's Haley Joel Osment." That's insane. That's
2: fucking insane. She's a Sixth Sense fan, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <And> that model. <laughs>
0: Haley, if you're listening to this out there, uh, right in. Tell us what you're up to. Okay. We're,
3: so, we're so sorry. We're, we're so, so sorry. sorry. We want please, to hear from you. Please hang out. By all accounts, you're very
2: cool. Everybody seems yeah, to love I the you. I like you. If you're filming The 7th Sense, I'm I'm so proud of you. <laughs> the seventh. This next
0: track, track 12, is dedicated to uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> this is Metric with Black Sheep.
3: Oh yeah! Oh fuck yeah <laughs> I love this song man so It's Emily Haynes It's funny that um, So this is the song That Clash at Demon Head mm-hmm. Performs Which is uh, Brie Larson's group mm-hmm. But um, On all the soundtrack All the fake bands music Is on there Instead of the And this is The actual band doing it Not yeah. the band in the movie I don't know why They added
1: a bonus track on, like, the deluxe edition that has Brie Larson, uh... Is she good at singing? Oh, okay.
2: Uh...
1: I don't know. Um, (laughs) you know, I think they kind of... They were like, the metric version is just better. It's just
2: better, you know? Brie Larson is awesome, but she is... Seems so uncool. Something about her (laughs) seems so uncool. She looked... This was, like, her coolest role, though. Yeah. I think she looked
1: really cool in this, and I think she played, like, the, you know, the lead singer of the Clash of Demon Head, uh... I think she played it well. You know, she's very uh, mysterious and kind of. I don't know.
2: Something about her just seems like she's the fucking. You know, like you know, she's the girlfriend of some guy you love. You know, it's like your boy, yeah, so yeah. you gotta <laughs> hang out with her because oh, it's fuck. your boy. You know, yeah. okay, Brie, come to like yeah. fuck. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, are you
3: guys familiar with what the reference of Clash at Demonhead is? It's a it's a combination of a band and a video game. There's a
1: there's a video game called. Uh, Clash of Demons. Oh, now. is it called Clash of Demons? Yeah, Demon? that's the whole. It's movie. like it's a, an NES game. Yeah, an NES oh game. shit. Which actually has some awesome music, which we should maybe pull up after. Uh, oh. after
2: Dude, break. the Yeah, the best NES soundtrack. All Mega Man's. I loved um, hmm. fucking uh, Double Dragon. Yeah, the, the original. That yeah, t- yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. The first one had like a fire ass soundtrack. Oh yeah. The, really? The NES one or yeah, like NES, the side yeah. scroll? Yeah. Side yeah. We're talking about straight up game. the one that had like that aerial view. Oh, I hated. I hated that game. It was so hard. It was the hardest game of all time. so one summer I had this weird thing I was like I need to be be a better gamer so I I started playing (laughs) because that's my whole identity so I needed to play the hardest games to validate my own self right so I played the hardest games of all time and tried to beat as many of them as I could and one of them was TMNT 1 and it took me the longest. Oh. <laughs> it took me more than Battletoads. <laughs> I played Battletoads, Battletoads. for less and time hard. Yeah. than uh, in this game. It was I was into bad. Battletoads,
3: oh, but I, I just hated it. so that hard. That. And, that jet, and that as thing. a kid, I loved uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like the show, yeah. the comics yeah. and everything. Oh, me too. And then there's like, there's a game. This is going to yeah.
2: be the most like, fun in the world. And you're just oh, like, this like, is the hardest no. motherfucking game. <laughs> You would get killed by a fly, yeah, you know. It was course. like the, it was like you get one. If you get hit by a dragon, it's one heart. Yeah. You get by a fly, you're like one hit KO. Like, <laughs> there was no sense of scale to oh, this. Uh, man, shell shot. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man.
1: Well unfortunately I think we have to say goodbye to our guest. Yeah. Um oh. sorry, Osama. Yeah. But he's he's doing a gig, so we you gotta should, let him you go. Should have,
2: you should have made some improv thing where I didn't critique it well enough. And like, yeah, yeah, you didn't critique this well enough, man. You gotta yeah. go. Dude. I
1: um unfortunately we have to kick you out. <laughs> uh, you're not as critical as we thought you were. Uh, no, but thank you for coming yeah, on, guys. Thanks yeah, for having me. Yeah, me. Thank thank super fun. Much.
2: Uh have a good night, guys. All okay. right, and uh, we'll we'll love. be right back after this break.
3: Beep.
1: Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Tracklisting Listing Podcast. Uh, please like and subscribe and make sure to rate and review on iTunes. That's important. Spotify, you can also find us there.
3: Caleb? Uh, we really appreciate it. And also we're on social media if you want to find us on Twitter. That is at Track And I think you can find us on Instagram. Instagram is Track Podcast. And I think we actually might have an old-fashioned website. Oh,
0: TrackListingPodcast.com. <laughs>
3: yeah. And uh, no Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no Facebook allowed. Sorry, Mark. Too old.
1: You ruined our democracy.
0: <laughs> thanks for listening. We love y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Hey, uh, once again, thanks to Usama Siddique. Uh, make sure to check out the Mango Bay podcast. Gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. And we'll have to we'll have to soldier on. We bury him and put a cowboy hat on a. <laughs>
3: Grave and keep he would walking. have wanted us to finish the soundtrack <laughs> yeah that's true thanks uh, so much before we get back into the soundtrack i actually prepared a game for you guys what yeah i don't know if you guys are in the mood for a game what this is a very special uh sample sale uh scott pilgrim edition all right yeah. all right
1: thank you caleb wow.
3: so I, don't, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the soundtrack at all but uh you're in there this is, a, this is a game in four rounds. So instead of the customary three, we have actually four rounds here. Okay.
0: Bonus so, boy.
3: Uh, round one. There was a song um, called Wee G's." This is in 2006. DJ Green Lantern, Prins, and Cool G Rap. I don't know if you guys are fans of Cool G Rap. I Love it. Can't say, of, <laughs> that, can't say that I understand. I don't know. I can't but say I understand <laughs> what's happening. <now. laughs> So in this song, they, they sampled uh, a song that you might recognize, and so the question to you is whether they sampled A, New Pollution by Beck, B, the theme from The Incredible Hulk, the 1978 television, uh, The Lonely Man theme, yeah, or C, the battle theme from Final Fantasy VII. So you got your comic books, your video games, or your Beck. What do you think? What was
1: the first? Uh, what was the first sample?
3: New Pollution by Beck.
1: New Pollution. Okay, I know that one. Let's uh, discuss this, Chris. Yeah.
0: Can we get the uh, original
3: artists? All those artists. DJ Green Lantern, Prince, and Cool G Rap.
1: Ooh. I'm not too familiar. I, I remember DJ Green Lantern. I'm not too familiar with his work. Um. Final Fantasy sounds familiar. Yeah. I know that that's been sampled in something. I, I, my gut tells me the Hulk walking away dun, 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 would lend da, itself
0: well yeah, to a get to kind of us. artist.
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's, what I, that's what I'm going to go for. All
0: right. You stick with that, and I'll do Final Fantasy. Let's, okay. let's start off. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, We're going to step back in the room now. I think Alex Trebek is doing better. than
3: that trap mix? Okay. So yeah, let's, bring up the trap mix. Let's hear, the, let's hear the answer to okay. round one.
0: This is your round one. wee
3: Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy the, the battle theme. 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 Yeah. Final Fantasy 7?
2: Ah, there
0: you go. It's a jam.
1: <laughs> I loved Final Fantasy 7, man. Oh, so fun. Which console was that on, dude? PlayStation. Oh, it was PlayStation, the PlayStation. Original yeah. PlayStation. They they made like a. They re upped the graphics and released it
3: for PS2, I think. But Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. One of oh, the best. Oh, yeah. All right. So on to round two. Round okay, two. Right. There are some artists that you might be more familiar with. Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. Heard of them. In, yeah. in, mm. two, in 2011, <laughs> they had a song called That Good. That Good. So the question is whether they sampled Devil's Haircut by Beck, the X-Men theme from the 90s animated series, Ooh. or Fever from Dr. Mario. That's a 1990 NES. Fever. Fever. Doctor
1: Mario. (laughs) Doctor Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Mario.
3: Alright Chris. Where's
1: your head at, Nick?
3: Not sure. Well, um, can we get those one more time? A is Devil's Haircut by Beck. B is the X-Men theme from the nineties animated series. And C is Fever from Doctor Mario. The NES Doctor Mario.
0: I think i'm gonna go dr mario you're gonna go dr mario i'm gonna stick on this uh this cruel the, trap yeah uh,
1: i think the but the first choice might also the, be the video game track might be a good i think he might be playing with our heads um i'm gonna go devil's haircut i'm gonna go devil's haircut yeah, on this one I like
3: that one too it's going back all right let's, going let's back. hear the answer let's hear <laughs> that good from Keep snoop right dogg and Wiz khalifa this is round two. Oh
1: that's wrong, X-Men That's
3: the X-Men animated theme From the 90s series
0: Alright, 1-0
1: God damn it (laughs) Alright, do yourself a favor And check out the Japanese version Of the X-Men intro
3: It's amazing It's amazing All right, uh, there's still time, Chris. Ugh, don't tell me Two, this. More <laughs> round, Two more rounds. <laughs> round three. Uh, there's a, there's a rapper named Saigon. You guys familiar with Saigon? I know Saigon. You I might. Know, uh, he's they. a Brooklyn rapper. You might remember him from the show Entourage, where you played a uh, Brooklyn rapper, uh, repped by Turtle. <laughs> Big stretch for so Saigon. <laughs> in uh, 2010, he he had a song called "Get Busy." So my question for you is whether "Get Busy" sampled a "Debra" by Beck. B, the Batman theme from the 1966 television series or C, the Super Mario Brothers theme, NES okay
1: there's been no Beck so far it's been Beckless it's been (laughs) Beckless but I think uh, Caleb's the kind of mastermind that would, it would be a red herring the entire time, you know um
0: video game
1: get busy, I'm gonna go Super Mario on this one
0: I'm going to go
3: full back. You're going full back? Yeah, I'm going to go full back. Okay. All right, guys, let's hear Get Busy by Saigon. This is round
0: three.
2: Let's take them back. That's back? Yeah, that's back. That's back, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's my back.
4: All right. All right.
1: Now we
3: got a tie game.
4: game. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, it's
3: heating up in the studio. Koji Kondo, man, what a genius. All right, so uh, one last round. Thank
1: you, Saigon. Thank you
0: very so,
3: much. Um, so one, one of oh. the favorites of the podcast, the Insane Clown Posse.
4: God damn it. Oh.
3: All right. Uh, they had a song in 1999 uh, on the, their The Amazing Jekyll Brothers LP. Oh, yeah. uh, the song is called Another Love Song. And so my question to you is, for Another Love Song, did they sample A, Jackass by Beck, B, Believe It or Not, the theme song to The Greatest American Hero, or C, the Tetris main theme song. Hmm. It's called Another Love Song? It's called Another Love Song. Let's get those
0: answers one more time.
3: Jackass by Beck, Believe It or Not, from The Greatest American Hero. Uh, Chris, could you sing a little bit of that? I don't know if I know that one. Believe it or not, I'm uh, okay nah, 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 you know, believe Please leave a message yeah, yeah. Jet the beep. And then uh, <laughs> or the, the main theme from Tetris. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Tetris Boy. I
1: want to
0: go Tetris too. Big to... Tetris Boy on this that, no,
3: you guys are playing for the tie. I'm playing for the tie. I'm playing for the, tie. I'm I'm tie. Playing for
1: the right answer. I think it's Afraid to lose. All right. I am afraid to lose. Let's
3: hear another love song by ICP. This is round four.
4: I could do anything
3: if I wanted. I could buy you a Lexus truck with all Sounds like back. Sounds like back to me. Uh, Jack. That's so my like back. back. Oh. Don't turn it down, though. It gets good.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, boy. There we go. No winners, wow. no losers. It's tied with one. Oh, man. <laughs> this is gonna have to carry us to the next game, Chris.
1: I'm uh, romantic! ICP babies falling out
3: that ass. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys. Thanks for playing. Well, thanks, kid. Thank yeah, man. Thank K-Craft's you for doing a man. tricky game.
0: Yeah, a tricky game. Let's jump back into the soundtrack here. We where do we leave off? Track thirteen, uh, Sex Babom is back with Threshold.
4: Bob, and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. i
0: I would love if Beck just, uh, didn't actually write any of these songs like at the time. He just pulled up like old songs that he had from high those were like actually his, his songs from high school. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think I read yeah, that I he it. he wrote all of the Sex Bomb songs in like 3 days or something. I think he plowed Sweet. through them pretty quick. Thanks. And there there is like a version of the soundtrack that has uh, his versions of the songs. Yeah,
1: that's on recorded. the deluxe edition, I believe. Yeah. But okay. yeah, that's really impressive. That's really impressive to me that he did that. Yeah. You know? And it, it, I think you're so right, Caleb, what you said earlier, it was like, this does sound like something kids right out of college would play in a yeah. Battle of the Bands it's type. It's not like, thing, huh?
3: it's not so good that it would be unbelievable and it's not so bad that it like brings down the movie. Yeah. It's like a nice...
1: They figured it out. <laughs> uh, but also like, there was a time... Beck is a genius. <laughs> 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 Beck is
4: a genius.
1: Underrated. Very underrated. I mean, there was a time um, that I feel I was like searching for like something that like rocks. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear, I want to go to concerts and like hear some rock, man. And like, cause I felt like, you know, indie rock was kind of like mellowing us all out. And like, I wanted to like go and like get out some aggression, but not go to like heavy metal. Like, so, something, yeah, you know? after,
0: after Toto 4, man, it was all, it's all downhill. <laughs> it's
1: <was> all downhill. <laughs> but like, I felt like that crazy distortion in the, in the bass on these songs, like, mm-hmm. I, I really liked
3: it. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. What, uh, Nick, we were talking about the producer of this record. Uh, What's the pronunciation on that? Uh, Nigel Oh, we just looked
0: it up and now it's gone.
3: Is it uh, Godrich? Godrich. Godrich. Nigel Godrich. Godrich, um, Who uh, produced all the the Radiohead albums and a lot of other stuff.
0: Yeah, Good Mixer, Engineer, OK Computer, Yeah, all those great albums. (laughs) Just putting up with Radiohead (laughs) his entire career. (laughs) You read some interviews with him and it, it
3: sounds like some of those sessions were... Uh, total nightmare <laughs> Oh my god okay. yeah. That's yeah I mean A lot of egos He's one working. of those producers oh, yeah. That's still working on the system Where he gets like points Right Where he's getting yeah. like Residuals from every album yeah. Just from
0: I don't know I saw him DJ in Austin With uh, Tom York um, At the parish uh, On 6th street It was for um, Like an after party And nice. they were playing The most cheese ball Like <laughs> 90s R&B Oh, yeah? like all night long and like, then uh, it was just like tom york fumbling around in the bathroom dropping drugs everywhere oh <laughs> God. it was pretty amazing
1: <laughs> like salt and pepper and stuff like that or like what like like Ju- a poor,
0: like whoever a poor color man's me, salt and pepper would color be color me bad
1: or something yeah. <laughs> pretty insane Oh my God! What a <laughs> that's such a what a hilarious switcheroo they play. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll DJ. No, we're gonna play this like, like stuff you'd ah, hear I on gotcha. in living color yeah. in the nineties. Like, <laughs> well, thank you,
0: Nigel, for all your hard work. We appreciate it here. Uh, this track fourteen is broken social scene with anthems for a seventeen-year-old girl.
1: I like that song where it's
3: got
0: some baby vocals.
1: Oh, big 10 baby vocals. <laughs> I, 10 uh, baby vocals.
3: I'm, like, not the biggest uh, Broken Social Scene fan. Um, I actually remember having a Kevin Drew, like, solo CD that I like quite a bit. But uh, I think that this is not... This is, like, a the B-side for a B-side. This is, like, a very sleepy...
1: I I cannot disagree with you more. Oh, really? I love this song. I When it came out... Uh... I think this was like 2007 okay. when I first heard it. Um, no, I remember like you know turning off my car and like pulling over to like listen to the song and like you know shedding a single tear.
0: <laughs> Hold on, on, I gotta pull over. <laughs> this is a, this is
3: a pretty hard right turn from the Chris from a song ago who was talking about needing to rock out. <laughs> yeah, I know,
1: man. No, I
0: mean, just, there's, just, there's, there's just let phases. me
3: cry, man. Just let me cry. Let me cry. <laughs>
0: no,
1: you know, I mean, to me, it's uh, you know. Girls have a rougher rougher road in high school, you know? There's a, a lot they have to do that guys don't think about. And I was like, you know, 19 at the time. I'm, I'm having a moment, man. <laughs> Would you get away from the mind? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but um, no, I wasn't really. I kind of lost the... Uh, I
2: lost <laughs> okay, time. yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, but I mean,
1: I, I don't know. It, it kind of hit me at the right time. I was like, oh, man, feelings. I'm 19. I had, like, actually have to think about things that I'm doing now. <laughs>
0: I hope that you said that when you pulled over in the car. You're like, I'm 19. Ah, <laughs> Felix! <feelings.
1: laughs>
0: I'm 19. I'm 19.
1: <laughs> I'm 19.
0: <laughs> That's pretty great. I'm very excited about this next track here. Peeking ahead, track 15, The Rolling Stones, with "Under My Thumb." The- I saw a video on Instagram a couple of days ago that uh, Mick Jagger posted, and he's still kicking it. Yeah, he, man. he's like dancing around in the video.
1: Oh yeah, man! He's, he's, still he's like, got like a three-year-old
3: child now. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he <laughs> just had a kid yeah. not it's, too long it's ago. It's wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's the secret sauce? What's the uh, juice?
3: That's a great song. Like I, I'm like really. Mostly impressed with Edgar Wright in that every time I feel like we watch a movie that has a prominent Stone song, they can never clear it for the soundtrack. Yeah, or <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, okay, it was like this. Uh, it really sticks out in this. You know, it's the only song. Probably, I mean, maybe the T Rex song is from the, you know, mid seventies or something. But this is like peak Stones, and somehow they got it. It's yeah. great. Hey, it's a great Edgar song. Wright calling in a favor. Yeah. I mean, we should I'd say that Viker, we should say that this movie was a uh, was a huge bomb at the box office. <laughs> was it really? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think it cost like eighty million, and maybe it maybe may gross like thirty five or something. Oh man, and it was a real a real slam. Uh, well, the
1: reception was pretty good. Though. Oh yeah, That's, no, everybody yeah, critically
3: I, received. It's it's like one of um, I will say that I I like it. I think there's. Edgar Wright hasn't made that many movies and I might put this in like the bottom half of his four movies, but this is like a movie that I can't compare it to anything else. I can't think yeah. of any other movie that does as many like weird things and and is this like uh, frenetic and entertaining.
1: Oh man, I mean like as far as like visual comedy goes, I mean it's uh, incomparable to anything that w- I was watching at the time, you know yeah. what I mean? I, there was there were so many... There's a great, uh, and I can't remember if I brought this up on the podcast before, but there's a great um, YouTube channel called Every Frame of Painting, and they talk about Edgar Wright and uh, how to film like visual comedy, and they talk about this, and they talk about you know um, uh, Don of the or Shaun of the Dead, and uh, of the Shaun, Donna the Shaun, Shaun of and, uh, <Sha-na-na. laughs> and um, just like how I guess American movies at the time were basically just filmed improv. And then this movie comes out of nowhere, and it's just like, yeah, you know, the, like the, the camera adds a punchline every Everything's scene.
3: considered, and everything's like, uh, you know, like, these the, the scripts have to be slaved over. Everything's so dense. And just the idea, like, the balls to make, like, a live-action film about a teenager in a band, and then it just goes into, like, video game, like, kung fu, yeah. and it never addresses, <laughs> like, how people have superpowers or whatever.
1: Dude, I love it. Yeah.
3: It's... <laughs> And you're like, is it? It's kind of a metaphor, but then it's also most of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bananas. It's really cool. I think it's, it's great. great. What? Oh, 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 oh. shit. Got some breaking news. <laughs> Get something in your earpiece here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what is this bad news? <laughs> this, is, this is bad news. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs>
0: With victorious music. Uh, let's see. This just in: uh, Presidential candidate and uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. <laughs> Want you to know that he loves ska music <laughs>
2: okay. in an interview with
0: cnn let's take a listen to this right, soundbite let's see.
3: let's see here for the clash when i think about it, london calling that whole album beautiful album there's many good hits on that one so but i also love i love reggae i love bob marley i love peter tosh how do you feel about ska? I love ska. Right, this combo uh, of the punk, your punk aesthetic and reggae. Yeah, I, all right, listen, know 2020 know I race. race. I just saw. Yeah, I saw a couple headlines. headlines saying that De Blasio was law. courting the ska vote. <laughs> <And> that's <laughs> underrepresented. To, nobody's had the bravery to go after the ska <laughs> like voting block since Bob Dole.
1: Well,
3: Beto's close. <laughs> Beto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's trying to like you know, ease it away from Beto Rorick, man.
0: Mashable says that this moment. Is likely to haunt his candidacy. Oh, it's going to man. Oh, man.
1: It's also you can't a- talk about
0: ska on the news. <laughs> that's like the first rule in PR.
1: You can't first of all, you can't talk about ska ever. That's, you can't say it at an
0: airport. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Although I will say, uh, the female anchor bring I don't know what her name is, but she brings up ska. And he's responding as if like, you know that kid in fourth grade that's like, Have you ever heard of that band Mousetrap? And he's like, Yeah, I love Mousetrap. <laughs> you know, like and, oh, we just made up Mousetrap, man. Like I will say Fuck you. If so he threw they're, out they're anything, he would have been like, They're talking yeah. about
3: the clash, they're talking about Bob Marley, Peter Tosh. Nobody says any names of any ska groups through the whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, She's not like, uh, what are your what
0: are, what's your hard take on less than Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Money Money Boston. Yeah.
1: It's pretty insane. loved Rascal King. Thought I love that man.
0: You never know what the news is going to bring in.
1: Oh God! Thank you for that, Nick. Thank you for that breaking news.
0: No problem. You also never know what Beck's going to bring in. This is uh, this is Beck with Ramona, the acoustic version.
1: Oh, here we go. Mom.
3: This is uh, basically a joke. This My- is the one song that Michael Sarah does sing. Yeah, that was the whole song. Yeah, he's like writing a song about Ramona that has no real lyrics, which is actually kind of an apt, because he's like in love with this woman without actually knowing her that well. Yeah. And that's a thing that plays out where I think at some point she's like, we don't even know each other. Like, why are you...
0: <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that scene. Is that where he plays the song and she... Uh, she's like, I can't wait to hear when it's done. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, like, No, that was it. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. He plays it for her uh, on a yeah. date at his apartment. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. And he's like, that's it. I mean, that was <laughs> final product. <Yeah. laughs> have, you guys, have either of you ever written a song for a loved one?
0: No. Um uh, not with words. Uh I've written an instrumental.
1: Oh feel, yeah? Yeah. Oh man.
0: And it's probably, you know, it was thrown out the window of some car on the highway. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my geez. only copy. No! No! It's the last demo on my zip drive.
1: <laughs> I wrote a rap for my high school girlfriend oh. and god help me if it ever surfaced
3: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was recorded at some point.
1: Ah. Uh, It's written down. I sang it to her over the phone. Uh, I don't think I ever recorded it, um, unless it was like the like Windows like recording thing into like you remember that like the tiny plastic gray microphone things that all Dell computers came with. Oh yeah, Yeah. I might have recorded it into that.
0: Oh man, that is that's fidelity. Listeners, (laughs) write it write in if you've
3: heard this fable track. It's a um, freestyle, yeah. I think, in quotations.
0: Caleb, you've never written a song for a love
3: No, I've never written any song. Paper. Painting a painting? Um, no, I can't think that. I don't think I've ever expressed a love for anybody in okay, my life. <laughs> oh, man. Lucky man. Lucky man over there. Uh,
0: looks like we're going to get some more Ramona here. Um, this is Beck with Ramona. <laughs> what that is. It sounds like it's from it sounds like something else
3: no I think it's his version of the actual flushed out song that oh no I know that it's <laughs> the. Uh, wait. oh you think uh, I mean it, it's, it's like, just like, reminiscent it's, of something
0: yeah it sounds like it, it's like a weird b-side from like Pink Floyd metal or something yeah. like that <laughs> it's a little, like some 70s vibes
1: yeah it's a little like Space Odyssey David Bowie that's the vibe oh I yeah, saw yeah. got yeah I you know think, know what it's I mean? a,
0: that's a great reference yeah
1: uh
3: just the, the overall vibe not like any chord or anything from it but um, I think I think Beck has recorded a lot of songs that kind of have this kind of instrumentation and sound mm-hmm. to it,
0: like shuffly drum with yeah. the acoustic.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ramona
1: Flowers, uh, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this, I think we talked about her a little bit earlier, but I, I remember being really impressed. So I read the comic books. Um, there was a lot of details in the comic books that I think most filmmakers would be like, well, we'll just cut that part out. That's fine. Like, there's a whole thing about her using like a a a shortcut through uh scott pilgrim's brain through his dreams and that's like she's like oh yeah there's a there's a highway there and that's like a pretty easy way and like in the book i remember in the comic books i was like they're never going to use that in the movie and they do (laughs) because it's such a dumb throwaway thing that like doesn't really have to do with anything other than like scott pilgrim dreaming about this girl but they put it in there. And I was like, alright. Like and I think that's Yeah, and she's
3: she's like rollerblading, right? Yeah,
1: she's she's a rollerblading Amazon delivery person.
3: And she roller yeah, she rollerblades through his
1: dreams. Through <laughs> his the like, you know, inner space dream highway.
3: This movie is pretty underrated. I, I mean Nick's I never think, seen it or he's seen part of it. I think it's great, um, man.
1: And like, yeah, okay, th- I think that's a perfect example for everything like it stays very faithful to the comic book. And there were so like I think if they streamlined it with like an American director they would have made it so much more palatable. But he, like, head-on, Edgar Wright just was like, no, I'm going to include all that stuff. And, you know, just, it mm-hmm. it
3: works. I think it works really well. I just love the tension of the whole thing is that he, it's like this epic... Battle or series of battles for like the hand of the woman that he has a crush on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the 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 story going along the actual story is that they don't even like know if they really like each other that much. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of like, when, like you know,
1: every relationship's a battle in some sort. I think that's what they're sort of playing on, you know.
3: It's good, man. Everybody, you should check. I think it's on Netflix. Right it now. is on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, guys, check it out. Check it's it a out. Good... Most of the uh,
0: movies that we pick are uh, very difficult to, to watch.
3: A lot of them are in the Disney vaults. <laughs> yeah,
0: the Disney bank vault. This is uh, track 18, uh, Sex bob coming back with Summertime.
4: I tore my wound. Ran my own racks and I filled them with gloom. I turned the commercial into a creature. I peeped at the guards with their bodies all day glow. It's summertime.
0: Thanks to Expo Bomb. And back. <laughs> this,
3: is, this is the peril of doing this uh, soundtrack is that a lot of the songs are uh, from the movie, written by the same people, performed by the same people, and we're running mm-hmm. out of stories and <laughs> anecdotes. <laughs>
1: I got a million of them. <laughs> All right, let's, um, hear, let's hear one, Chris. Uh, this was... Bring it uh, in. I think when they're playing uh, at their apartment, and this is one of the first songs they played. Uh, and Sex Bomb" is actually uh, a reference to uh Babom, bob from... From Mario Brothers. So... There's that. Suck on <laughs> that. Suck on that. So suck on that. <laughs> uh, well, I There's a video game, uh, the Scott Pilgrim vs the World video game. It's like a beat 'em up uh, oh. thing, and they use a lot of um, use a lot of the Sex bob music. It's pretty good. Okay. It's a pretty good game. Check that game out. Check that game out. <laughs>
0: we have arrived at the last song the God, we're running out of steam we're running out of so much steam this is track 19 this is Brian Labarton with Threshold 8-Bit buried on um that old blog that we all started a few years ago (laughs) there's a it will not be named yeah (laughs) Yeah. there is a version of um one of the tracks from OK computer uh uh airbag the first track nigel godrich produced track that's in this style you it's know. in an eight-bit style, eight-bit remix, and it's uh, it's pure gold. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I man. I could listen to it for days.
1: Honestly, I loved. Uh, th- I mean, around this time, people were doing all these eight-bit remixes of like yeah. iconic songs, I loved it. I loved it because it a very it gives me that nostalgic feel. You know, was <laughs> one. Yeah, time. I was.
3: <laughs> it was around this time when there were bands whose entire career was in eight-bit, like, uh, and that's like. <laughs> It's leaning so hard into nostalgia that I don't even know. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, MC Chris, I think he was a uh, he was on like Aquatine Hunger Force. His, uh, yeah, yeah. But he was uh, a nerd, like nerdcore rapping started hitting it around like 2000. 2000- Six, seven, eight, maybe?
3: Sometimes I think about, Nerd like, uh, like metal bands. If you get into a genre that's, like, so niche, it's like... If you're in, like, a like a hair metal band, then you have your ballads, and then you have, like, your fast songs. But if you're in, like, a death metal, hard metal, whatever, <laughs> you're, you're, like, you boxed you're something. buckling in, and you're, like, <laughs> every show I'm ever going to play is going to be in one. And I, I think of that as being, sort of like, a monkey paw curse. But the idea of, like, being a nerdcore rapper or an 8-bit band, you're, like, that's even, like, more... You got nothing. It has you to be to f- it has four. to be like a side project.
0: I'm <laughs> gonna just start marketing my music as like sixteen bit, which is just like the normal normal like fidelity. <laughs> they just like make it a selling point. Like yeah. this was
1: all sixteen bit. Thirty two bit. Sega Genesis. <laughs> Turbo
3: graphics so was a sixteen bit. I remember That's that. Right,
0: yeah. We're gonna have to rate this bad boy, this long
3: boy. All right, already. I, I do want to call out Chris before we uh, finish up for that after the last song, saying that no, I have plenty of stories, and then you immediately devolve into "We run out of steam." I was kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was kidding that we had. I was bluffing. I was bluffing. It was all all right. a bluff. I sing my
0: song for all to
3: hear. <laughs> All right, who wants to rate? Who wants to rate first? I don't want to go first. I'll rate this. sucker. Yeah, I'm texting Usama um, right now, but...
1: Yeah. What's your rating? <laughs> What's your rating? Uh, having 15.
0: not seen the movie and listened to the soundtrack tonight, um, it feels like to fully appreciate the soundtrack, it's it's so heavily tied into the film, versus being a soundtrack that's uh, standalone. It's very um, true. But it sounds like it works for the purposes of the movie. Um, and the songs that are not uh, specifically, you know, having to do with the movie from
3: uh, who are the artists? T Rex, T Rex, Rolling Stones, and Rolling Stones. Broken social scene, Metric. Metric, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, those are all great tracks. Uh, I would give this a nine Okay, okay,
3: yeah. pretty conservative. That's uh pretty
0: conservative. Yeah, so. I. I need to watch the movie.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: too. Yeah, Yeah. without without the movie, I think this would not make as much sense. Mm -hmm.
3: I feel like this soundtrack gets handicapped more than any soundtrack, and it should be because these are, this is probably what seventy five percent original music. Yeah, and not even original music, but like music that's that's not even supposed to be great. Really, it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be like good. Uh, So it's a little hard to to come to terms with. The like the classics on here are amazing. The Rolling Stones song, the the T Rex song. Um, I and I really actually like uh, that cover of the Sade song. I like more than I think anybody else did. Um, I like the Black Francis original song, actually quite a bit. I w- I'll give this like a twelve point two.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah.
3: I um I
1: agree with Caleb on a lot of those points. Um I think. You know, this reminds me of something like uh, like if you would buy like the Hamilton soundtrack. Like you have to kind of have seen mm-hmm. the musical to understand like what these all mean and why they're in it in the first place. <laughs> what? Yeah. What is this story? Um, I, I mean, impossible to separate these songs from the movie itself for me. Um, that being said, I think the original, like I think... Sex Babom is a band, uh Sex Babom. I think it's Bob-omb. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, Sex Babom. Uh I love that band. Like I think it's like an amazing fake creation, you know? Uh, I'm gonna give it a thirteen point one. Um All because right. I love this movie. I think they did a great job uh creating the music and it is a good.
0: I think that was higher oh. than your Lebowski rating. It was. Yeah. It was. Yes.
1: Because Lebowski yeah. didn't have half of the freaking songs that were in the movie. Right. This if does. The,
0: if only the dude had a band in that movie. <laughs> yeah, man.
3: He's the one missing. Oh, oh, man. Man. All right. Well, before we uh, say goodbye, I think we have one more segment, which is we have to add a track to the... Maybe existing. Three more songs. (laughs) The uh, track listing Spotify playlist. We have to do this. We have to do it. We have millions of
0: followers as of this week. Um,
3: So in honor of the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, we are adding our favorite track from a quote-unquote fake band, invented band. Uh, It's a little bit of an open subject. Who wants to go first?
0: Uh, I'll lead off. All right. So my favorite track from a fake band from a movie is uh the song big bottom
1: from spinal tap nice nice spinal tap um let's get a little these go up to 11 remember that from spinal tap remember that
0: (laughs) that's i'm sure that's what people say to um what's his name christopher castor and they see him on the street remember that you said
1: that hey dude that 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 goes up to 11 dude
0: Ahead of some lyrics here. It's a long <laughs> intro.
1: The loose of the waistband, the deeper the quick sand, also oh, I have read.
4: <laughs> my baby fits like a flesh-tuck seed. I like to
1: sink her with my pink torpedo. Big bottle.
0: such a great track. One of my, um, Friends in college was telling me this story when they were auditioning bass players um, in France. This 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 kid walked in and just started playing that riff, and they they were like, "You're hired." They didn't even, they didn't even have him play the song yeah, that ain't. he was there to audition for. He nailed it, man. I hope that he showed up with like a double neck bass, like <laughs> Harry Shearer is playing in the movie. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Spinal Tap. Great film. Under, I can, underrated. I, I
3: can honestly say that I remember hearing the album just like around, not realizing that it was from a fake movie. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah? it
0: kind of gets, pat, it crosses
3: that, it I was into just territory. Yeah. And I like, you know, I think I watched the movie in high school, whatever. But I just kind of like remember being around. Remember, I especially remember the name Spinal Tap, which sounds just like a normal... Like, metal a heavy band. heavy metal band. Yeah. And it took me a long time. I was like, oh, so this is, like, a movie that's, like, about the real band? And it's like, oh, no. It's like, okay,
1: together. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm no. kind of in the same boat. Like, I would see it at Blockbuster, assuming it was, like, a live concert. Rocky, Rocky of like Mentory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some rockumentary or something like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, uh, Chris, do you want to go?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I loved this category. Um, I have a few honorable mentions that I don't think okay, I would yeah, ever yeah. be able to bring up. Uh, the Beats from uh, Doug oh, on yeah. Nickelodeon, yeah. and their song Killer Tofu was probably their biggest hit. <laughs> oh, wee, ooh. Killer, Killer Tofu. tofu. Uh, yeah, you know it, man. <laughs> and, I need more allowance, yeah. you are I mean, End up banging on a trash can. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that was the beat. I think that was Doug's band. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I to be loving fair. this. <laughs> uh, and I also thought of uh, Mystic Spiral. Uh, which was uh, from Daria, and it was uh, Jane Lane's older brother, Trent Lane's band. And, yeah. I mean, th- the reason why I didn't pick them, their songs really are crappy. <laughs> but, like, but they were, I mean, the funniest thing about theirs like, hey, we're Mystic Spiral, and we may change that band name later. <laughs> <laughs> like every time, that was like the running gag about them. Uh, and then um, uh, I decided to pick uh, Fire Explosion, uh, and their song Will You Marry Me which was one of their originals and uh, I don't know if you want to hear a cut of that band or sure. well, it's the, it was the showbiz pizza animatronic band oh, that was later okay, okay. rebranded as the Chuck E. Cheese band but, <laughs> um, it's, the music's terrible but uh, let's hear a cut off of Will You Marry Me and then I'll talk about it a little bit more
0: We're having the time of our lives
1: I think you have to see the video to give this some justice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please just look up. I mean, you can look up Rockefeller Explosion. Um, so it was uh, created and manufactured by the guy who invented whack-a-mole. <laughs> which is insane to me His i can see the aesthetic there. aaron fetcher but he also wrote and performed the songs <laughs> oh, for rock no. a fire explosion and if you can't see it i mean it's like it's an animatronic bear and then there's <laughs> um you know an animatronic gorilla and there's a gator and all kinds of stuff but um yeah it, like showbiz pizza overexpanded way too quickly in the <laughs> early 90s and then just went belly up and then there were all these leftover animatronic bands that they didn't know what to do with. Yeah. And there's a great documentary about this guy that like bought them all up and started reprogramming them to play like modern songs. And he was like, "This combines everything." He's like, kind of a redneck guy. He's like, "This combines everything I love, which is like robotics, music, uh, Usher, Usher." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway,
3: Rockefeller. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Yeah, that's
1: pretty good. <laughs> All right, Caleb, what do you got for
3: us? Uh, for my pick, I was actually thinking, when we did the Cruel Intention soundtrack, we were talking about our favorite uh, Mean song. Yeah. And I was, like, going through all the songs I loved. And uh, I started to realize, and I think I talked about it on that episode, that uh, rock stars always, if they sing love songs, they're always, like, the wronged party. <laughs> they're always the guy that the woman left or the guy that's, like, got cheated on or whatever. Which is totally not true, like... <laughs> Rock stars are always the, the scumbag of every, every relationship. Yeah, they're usually the one that messed up. Yeah, they're al- always. You know, in relationships, rock stars are the worst people. Um, and so this is a song um, from kind of... Uh, it's not so much a fake band as it is a comedy band. But it's a song... Of all their songs, it's the one that I th- think holds up as like an actual really, really good song. Uh, but The Five the Concord's had a song called Carol Brown. Yeah. And it's all about... Um, It's like a back and forth where the chorus is all of uh, Jermaine's ex-girlfriends. And so he's like singing about how like he's like just looking for love and he was looking for somebody to stick around. And the chorus is like, it's like, yeah, we left because you're like a shitty boyfriend. (laughs) Um, And my favorite (laughs) line from it is, uh, (laughs) my favorite line hits me so hard is... uh, he says he's going to do one thing and then he does another thing, <laughs> which I think is the, the most brutal indictment of a, of a person's oof, behavior in a relationship. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so spot on. You don't hear that in a lot of rock. But uh, So this is Carol Brown uh, from Fly the Concords.
4: From the past he says he'll do one thing and then he goes and
3: does another thing. Oh, oh, oh. who organized all of my ex girlfriends into a choir and got them to sing?
1: Ooh, ooh. Mm, shut up, <laughs> shut up,
4: girlfriends from the choir.
3: It's actually like a pretty sweet song. This is from uh they put out a couple actual like album albums on Pop, yeah. But um this was in I think the was it the second and final series of the HBO show. There was one episode that was uh directed by Michelle Gondry. Yeah. And this was the song from that episode and it was really really well done.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I haven't seen it in quite a while, but I've, I've watched the whole series anything
0: that guy touches turns to
1: gold yeah um yeah i loved uh i loved the series flight of the concords um and i think it like they kind of ran out of songs. They definitely they... Ran...
3: the second season. This was one of like maybe four actual songs, yeah. and the rest of it they were just kind of having to make stuff up on the fly.
1: Because they yeah they kind of burned up their uh, their reserve. Yeah, I mean I don't know how how would you
3: even do that?
1: It, it was that in like Tenacious D. I think you know Tenacious D had that little um, like mini shorts on HBO, but like. They only had about like fifteen songs and then after that they're like, Well, I guess we're done here. Like
2: <laughs> yeah, Fly
3: of the Concord's like two seasons, I think we're good. Like shows like the monkeys, they just uh they hired it out, so you would just have like an original song and but uh but yeah. Fly the Concords. Great pick. I love Fly the Concords. All right. All right. I think that'll do it. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening.
1: Yeah, thank you again to uh Usama. Usama. Yeah, thanks thank for you his pick and uh Maybe we'll have you on for a full episode one of these days. Uh, Maybe just the second half of one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bring it in. Let's get him back on for the second half. Uh, Whose uh, pick is it next?
1: It's
3: uh, Chris's pick. I think it's mine. Oh, Chris. Yeah. You got any
0: ideas?
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs>
3: oh. All right. <laughs> See you next week, everybody. Thanks Bye. for
0: listening. Bye. Tell a
3: friend. See ya.